Welcome to The Conversation at airsafe.com. I'm your host, Todd Curtis. On April 11, 2016, I was a guest on the Tommy Lawrence Show on the Blaze Network, where we discussed the TSA and some of the issues that had come up with respect to the TSA becoming more effective at stopping threats. Welcome to the show. I'm Tommy Lahren. In just a minute, when security dogs are better trained than TSA agents, there's a problem. Let's take it to the skies with aviation safety analyst Todd Curtis. He calls the TSA the gift that keeps on giving. How safe does a 95% failure rate in weapon spotting make you feel? Cheese and rice. An undercover agent with a fake bomb strapped to his back set off a magnetometer, but the screener still failed to find it during a follow-up pat-down. This test was supposed to mimic the underwear bomb that got through security and nearly brought down a jet over Detroit on Christmas Day 2009. Critics also point out the vast majority of plots are thwarted by good intelligence, not pat-downs. Oh, but it gets better. You're paying for these failures. The federally run TSA has spent $160 million on body scanners that failed to stop explosive and weapons 95% of the time. Oh, and that's just one of the many failures. This really isn't an area we can afford to mess up. Joining me now to scare the pants off you, aviation safety analyst Todd Curtis. Todd, thanks for being with me tonight. Well, thanks for having me. Todd, 95% failure rate sounds almost too bad to believe. What the heck's going on here? Well, clearly that system or that series of systems that they had in place failed. And in fact, that was a large reason why the TSA administration, uh, administrator of that time was changed for a new person. But I think the problem runs much deeper than that. Because when it comes to any complex system like aviation, it's not any one part failing that you have to rely on. You have to look at the entire system. And what the TSA lacks is a system to assess the kinds of risks that are out there and to prioritize how to deal with those risks. I think training in large part has something to do with it. But also, you mentioned reassigning the TSA director. That's all good and well, but it seems to be the go-to for most of these dilemmas and problems and failures is to just replace the person at the top and then somehow everything's going to get better. Well, now we have a replacement. Are things looking up? With respect to changing the system, no. Nothing that the new administrator has said or done would change the fundamental fact that when it comes to us, to dealing with risk, the TSA is unlike other government departments, primarily the FAA, which has had a long tradition of addressing risk, granted, not uh, terrorist risk, but engineering-type risk. But there's a system in place at the FAA which can be used for terrorism risk and is not being used at the TSA. Part of that system is having transparency to the process. We should know methods, we should know the systems precisely, but we the public should have an understanding of how they go about making their decisions as to what's important and how they address those important issues. I wonder, 95% failure rate sounds incredibly bad. So when we're going through a body scanner, how does a body scanner, or better yet, a pat-down, not detect a bomb or banned weapons? I just don't get how that can fail that high a percentage of a time. I can't figure out how it could fail that high a percentage either because the TSA has consistently not let out to the public details such as how different kinds of scanning systems should work. For example, if the TSA rolls out a full body scanner, we assume that they've done some sort of analysis that shows that that body scanner was more effective than other body scanners, or perhaps more, more effective than asking questions of passengers who seem suspicious. Again, without that kind of data, 
it's hard for the public to know whether or not the money is being spent effectively. Well, Todd, I tend to believe that they kind of just want to look at us in our underwear and the body scanners. But then again, that's a conspiracy theorist in me. But I want to move on to TSA in general. We know after 9-11 there was supposed to be a, a crackdown. But I've read many articles that say the TSA was never really meant to be anti-terrorism. It was just meant to monitor people going through the airport. It was never intended to be um, de- de- detecting high-risk situations or detecting terrorists. Do we need to step up our TSA, make them more of a counterterrorism unit? Well, there are various units in the U.S. government and in our allied governments that are acting to prevent these things from happening. Again, the TSA is one line of defense. It's the most visible line of defense, especially for the average passenger. But there are a myriad of things that are being done, sometimes by organizations like the FBI and CIA, which is doing the groundwork to do things such as to find out what organizations may be planning something what kinds of threats may be out there, and what specific kinds of techniques could be used to thwart them. The TSA, it's uh, kind of difficult to realize this if you look at the uniforms. Most of the TSA, with the rare exception of the, of the uh, federal air marshals, are not law enforcement. They don't have weapons. They're not even allowed to make arrests or to use force. So on the surface, these are folks who have an important job, don't get me wrong going through baggage, making sure everyone is properly credentialed when they go through is an important job. But part of the reason that the public, in my opinion, is frustrated is that there's a lot of of show in the sense of they have them in uniforms that look like police officer uniforms, yet they're not police officers. They say that they have an important job to prevent terrorism from happening, but often they fail to mention that there are many other organs of government that are part of that system. And to a certain extent, the TSA gets an unfair amount of attention when things fail and when they succeed. You know, Todd, I think that's all very fair to say. And again, I don't know the training that they go through. I'm going to ask you about that in a moment. But I will just say from someone that travels a lot, I see TSA agents more taking on the role of wanting to be in power and barking out orders about the number of ounces of liquid I can carry in my purse rather than actually paying attention and monitoring the situation. Now, that's not all TSA agents. I don't want to put them all in one box there because I'm sure that there are some fine people that work for TSA that are very concerned about security. But by and large, as someone who travels quite a bit, I watch these agents, I watch them look at my ID, I watch them look at my name, I watch them shoe me on pass, and it just, it really doesn't seem like they take their job that seriously, and it doesn't seem like they're trained very well. So is there really that much training that goes into being a TSA officer? On the one hand, there isn't that much training. On the other hand, they realize that they have had deficits when it comes to training, and they're trying to change the system. In the past, it used to be a situation where they may have roughly a month of classroom training and several months of on-the-job training where the training was taking place at various airports. Now, as of a month or so ago, the TSA actually has a new system in place where all the current agents, as well as all the new agents, are going through their own special training center down in Georgia. Now, whether or not this training center is effective remains to be seen because they've only started doing this a few weeks ago, a few months ago, rather. And it may be a while before other organizations, for example, the Inspector General from the Department of Transportation, could look at this and see whether or not they're actually affected. So only time will tell. I wonder if a solution could be like we saw in my opening there, bringing more service dogs in. If we can't trust the people to pay attention and to focus on what their job is, maybe bringing more dogs into the situation, bomb sniffing dogs. Do you think that that could be something that would be effective, placing more in airports throughout the country? 
I think it would be effective in this very narrow sense. A bomb sniffing dogs, by the name, but as the name implies, detect explosives. And not just passenger baggage, but the amount of cargo that's flown on passenger aircraft is vast. And the number of dogs they have, several hundred teams, may not be enough to have a dog in every airport 24 hours a day. I will just lean more into my experiences. I'm, I'm by no means a security expert. I am by no means a TSA expert. I'm just someone that travels a lot, and I see a lot of people that look to be standing around wondering when their next lunch break is. I think that the training needs to be uh, better, quite honestly, because we're seeing a number of attacks. We just had Brussels happen a few weeks ago that just shows that airports are obviously a target. This is not news to anyone, and I think that those other organizations need to be more visible because they can act as a, a deterrent. I think dogs act as a deterrent. I think that people people in uniform that have weapons act as a deterrent, and I don't think we're seeing enough of it in our airports in the United States. Well, on the uniform part, on the police officer part, that's absolutely critical. And in fact, TSA doesn't have law enforcement power or weapons. Every airport where you see TSA, there's going to be local or federal law enforcement and sometimes National Guard or military backing them up because they cannot do it alone. Uh, there have been a couple of cases in the last couple of years where people have actually attacked TSA officers in the airport, and they were powerless in the sense that they didn't have weapons to fight back. Law enforcement had to step in immediately and take care of the situation in both cases. And, I think and let me just say, I don't think that TSA agents should necessarily be armed, because if they're not even going to be trained to be TSA agents, they probably shouldn't be armed either. I just think the level of training needs to increase. We've got the best military in the world. There's no reason that we shouldn't be able to train our security in airports to meet uh, somewhat of a standard of our military, our National Guard, our law enforcement. These are our lives. These are American lives. These are international lives at stake here. Todd, thanks for being with me tonight and sharing some of the failures of the TSA. We all feel a lot safer now. For more information on aviation safety and security, please visit tsa.airsafe.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.